0: We're here live on YouTube, ready to answer your questions about fantasy basketball and whatever else pops up. Michael Bolton.
1: Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it.
0: Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and call me Asparagus. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code, all lowercase LockedOnNBA, for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Thanks to you double bangers who watch it on uh, video and on audio as well, part of the DB crew. Appreciate you guys uh, for doing that as well. So we're here to talk um fancy bus. We've got a special guest. I've got two special guests. You can see his little ears popping up there. Obi's decided he's sitting in here because I've locked him in the room today. I'm forcing him to be on the show. And we're also talking to uh, the great man himself, if I can just find the right screen. He's here once again. Adam King. Early morning, Canberra,
1: cold. Good good to see you. <laughs> it is cold. Morning, Josh. Morning, Obi. Um yeah, good to be here three days till Christmas. So my last day of work, so I'm I'm feeling good. Good, good. It is. It is three days to Christmas. Jesus Christ. All right, let's
0: um, let's dig into these questions. I don't even know what sort of questions we're going to get today. So, oh, this is an easy one for you, King. You're nice little softball. What was your favourite arena that you visited when you were over there?
1: Um, oh, they all had. I mean, they were. They had pros and cons. I liked Boston. Just the history and the being at TD Garden was cool. Um, But in terms of the arena and the functionality and the seating, everything, it was Indiana. Yeah, okay. I've heard I've heard that's a pretty good uh,
0: pretty good arena, but we don't need to talk about arenas anymore because now we've got actual fantasy questions. Let's talk about Derek Wong says, a Colin Sexton and Gordon Haywood must roster after Clarkson and Lamelo returns? A couple of things to talk about here with this one, Derek, is that we don't know. We're not sure what's going to happen. Um... Most, of the, I think the Sexton one is relatively obvious that he'll move to the bench, but he might not. They might trade Jordan Clarkson and Gordon Haywood probably loses value. But it's also kicking at this point something you, you don't need to decide or or really think about because there are ways that this could go the other direction. Like Hayward can easily play thirty off the bench when ball returns, like without too much question, unless they're prioritizing Bryce McGowan, which I'm not sure they are, and. But, Clarkson might get traded or they might say, hey, we really like what Sexton's doing. He's definitely more in our timeline and maybe he stays in that role. So my overall thought would be they probably aren't, but I'm also not going to make that determination right
1: now. Yeah, we. Don't, I mean, we don't know what either of these teams are doing. Uh, their rotations are pretty weird. Um, I mean, look, Haywood had value at the start of the season when mm. Lomelo was healthy. So I know, I know it was when Bridges was out there. That's, yeah, that's, it was true, yeah. Um, the, so, yeah, look, probably not, but... Who really knows? Yeah,
0: look. The problem is, is that once they got everyone together in Charlotte, is Haywood shot ten percent, and there's nothing to do with everyone being there. It's just that yeah. he just couldn't hit a single shot. So we don't know whether he would maintain value in that scenario because that was just a weird outline. I hate when that shit happens when it all coincidentally ties in. It seems like it's one thing, but it's it's not. It ends up being something else. All right. Um uh, I, was, uh, I want to do more things that aren't as specific to your individual teams, guys. But this is... Oh, wow. that's Billy Goat Bar. He's, we're talking bottom of the barrel here. Jalen Noel, Vince Williams, or Keon Ellis in a dynasty. Uh, Vince Williams. Noel's not in the league anymore. And Keon Ellis looks all right. But yeah, that's an oh, interesting question. Um, Daniel McIntyre. This will just bring up a point here. What are the odds that Kawhi plays today? He's popped up on the injury report. King, I don't know if you've seen it as you've just woken up. Mm-hmm. With a hip issue. I... I th- given the workload that he's had and how amazing they've been, I wouldn't be shocked to see him sit this one out. He was a little bit uncomfortable towards the end of last game, so I, th- I think it's probably less than 50%. Uh, yeah,
1: I, yeah, look, he's, he's been amazing. He's been durable, which has been weird, but yeah, I, I would hedge on the side of him not playing tonight.
0: Here's an interesting question. Dennis asked, and no one has the answer to this, Dennis, but it's a a good overarching question. He says, why has Kobe White suddenly been or suddenly got better efficiency in his fifth season? He didn't show this before Levine's injury this season either. Yeah, this is what happens with hot streaks, Dennis. Um, This this is a really hot stretch from Kobe, but it also is worth mentioning that I believe for the last like 50 or 40 games of last season, he shot like 41% from three as well. And that was impressive. And so I was, I was a little confused at him getting only $11 million as a contract, like three years, 33 is what he I believe his contract was. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Cause he was like actually shooting the lights out. He was awesome down the stretch. And then they went and brought in, they brought back to Sumhu and they brought in Javon Carson. Oh, what are they actually doing here with this? So why is he suddenly become better? Well, you improve, improve, improve. Usually, you improve stops around year four, but well, to a degree. But efficiency can always jump up and down. But also, it's just an in, insane hot streak that is not going to hold at that level of efficiency. Kingy.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a hot streak, and, and you're right. He was good down the stretch last year, which is why a lot of us were pretty high on him and thought he was worth taking a pick on taking a pick late because we saw what he could do. Um, and I mean if you look at his season numbers obviously the last month he's at about 50% so that's probably not sustainable but if you look at his season numbers he's actually not that much better this season than last season in terms of efficiency from the field so it's 45 46% I don't see why that's not sustainable
0: Yeah like what he was doing at the start of the year was well well below us why we, it's why I was like mm-hmm. insistent of like okay you don't need to drop him. The role is fine. He's not going to be a 31% shooter. Right? He's That's going to improve. Like we have to always have confidence that if you're a 31% shooter for an entire season, you're out of the NBA. It's just not going to hold. Much like when someone shoots 50% from three, you go, that's great. That's sick. Love it. Pub- publish your ESPN graphics. There's no way that it's real. It's just not going to stick there. So having that sort of perspective on both of those things is um, is important. Um, all right. This is, Victor says... Do you think the Pistons will win tonight? They, they've got a win. They have to. If they don't win tonight, the franchise needs, needs to go because everything is set up. It's three games in four nights for the Jazz. It's a back-to-back for the Jazz. The Jazz are without Markin and, Mark and George Clarkson, <clears throat> Horton Tucker. They have to win. They have to. And maybe that's too much pressure for them and they'll lose.
1: Yeah, look, mate, yeah, well, I'm assuming, that I hadn't looked, but I'm assuming they play the Jazz from what you've said, and I'm looking at the injury report now, and yeah, Horton Tucker, I streamed him in, and and he's out, so that's great. Uh, Will they win? Yeah. I I wouldn't bet on it, but yes, as you said, tonight is the night that it probably has to happen. Is it in, it's in Detroit. It's in Detroit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, so... God, I would hope so. It'd be rough being a Pistons fan at the moment. Yeah, it would be. But
0: uh, I think I've heard some Pistons fans say this is actually good because it, it it hopefully it leads to some big changes. It hasn't yet, but hopefully, hopefully it does. How much faith do you have in Jason Tatum returning to top ten in points leagues formats? Hmm. King, I'll let you start off with that one.
1: Uh, yeah, look, I don't have him anywhere this year. So, like, when I pay closer attention slightly to my players, uh, and I know he's been a little bit underwhelming, but in a points league, I still uh, do. You have his numbers there on what he what he is per game in a points league? Yeah, forty six, which is sixteenth. 16th. 16th. Okay, so he's he's not that far off, anyway. Um, he
0: averaged forty nine point nine last season, which was eighth. 13th okay. year before that, 19th year before that. I I don't really have... Uh, sorry, no, that was his projection. I've got him at 46 projection. He's averaging actually 45, which is 18th, okay. and he's down to 43 over the last two weeks. I, I don't really have faith in him being that guy. I think that he's a guy I don't think I've ever drafted in any league because people have tended to overvalue him quite a bit because of the this-guy-never-gets-hurt narrative, and some people going as high as taking pick two, pick three in drafts because, oh, well, he's just never get hurt, which, of course, is complete fallacy like it's just not something you can bank Mm. on and it was harder with these guys jumping in part of his issue this season is for some reason he can't hit free throws anymore his two-point percentage is down recently as well but he's always been one of these guys who's just sort of giving you nice above average production in a bunch of categories which for points leagues is pretty good but it doesn't turn into the big Giannis Luca type number so my faith in him being a first-round guy I wouldn't expect it.
1: Yeah, and I remember years ago, 3, 4 years ago when Tatum was probably he'd been in the league for 2 years and people were wondering what his ceiling was and and I remember you sort of flagging that that exact thing that you didn't see him as a guy who could get you like 12 rebounds or 11 assists or two steals or yeah. so he was just just slightly above average. The scoring has been a little bit more impressive than probably what we thought, but the Celtics this year are loaded. Like yeah. Derek White has been incredible, Porzingis has been great. Yeah, um, look, I think I, I was wrong on on my Tatum stuff. I, I
0: was the way I talked about him coming out of the draft was like, in terms of a fantasy profile, it was like. This is a Rudy Gay type of fantasy player mm. where he just gives you above average, you know, like a better Tobias Harris. It's just above average in every single category. Like my yeah. as you said, it was always what's the one or two things that he just goes bang and just goes and blows up and goes mm. crazy. And he did it last season with scoring, like 30 points a yep. game and you know, 87% on seven attempts from the line. That that were they were the two big things, but he was never gonna be this 10 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, one and a half blocks, uh, four threes. I never saw any of those big, big things. Um, step up for him, but he—I he, oh, was obviously wrong on that. Like he's clearly a better fantasy player than what Rudy Gay was, but it was the same mm. archetype, which is that across the board equal, and then everything above average by twenty percent without that huge, real blow up two, three, four categories. And we're seeing that that reg- regression in free throws just doesn't make sense this season. I'm, I think that'll come back, but I just don't see him as a first round guy. Today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holiday, you can work out what you need to give to yourself. And holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy or going easy on yourself during these tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember, you're gonna give yourself some love this holiday season. So many stresses pile up on us during this time of the year. You might have situations where kids are home from school, so it disrupts your routine, or you have family visiting that you don't want to see, or you've got um, extra social commitments that are too much. And therapy can be a great way of providing you the tools of coping with those sort of issues. Um, So you can give yourself the gift of therapy, over at BetterHelp, it's so easy. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. Okay, we will get back in now because we've got uh, questions to talk to Kingy about more. So, just keep dropping those questions in. If you haven't, give it a thumbs up. Go and give it a thumbs up now. Um, uh, phew, this is a good one. Oh, and actually, we just talked Boston too long, but the answer is Derek White over Drew Holiday. Um, all right. Alex says, cheers to those with Jar. Our patience shall prevail on third without him, only up from here. All right. So, here's an interesting Alex, I'll take this just about your jar loading. Congratulations to you and turn it to you, Kingy. I think he's one of the biggest sell highs of all time after one game because there is a narrative around here or around the fantasy traps that he's a top 30, top 20 fantasy category league player and he isn't. And with he well, he is now. He's like seventh after one game in per game rankings, okay? So that's great. But there's just no way that he I I don't I don't see any way that he's able to maintain the value that people think that he has. So You're probably not going to be able to pull this off, but I would listen to any offer. If anyone wanted to give me a top 15 player back, immediately I would do that.
1: Yeah, I think I wrote a blurb about him or something after that first game and said exactly that. I said, if you want to sell high, do it now. Um, Because we know we've got a big enough sample size for him the last four years to know who he is and he's not a first-round player. So uh, obviously in certain builds, he can be elite um, if you're punting certain categories, but... um, yeah he he's not going to do we see this all the time with guys that come back from injury or from an absence and they just blow up and they have this weird first game um not that that his scoring's not sustainable but we we know who he is so yeah i'd be i'd be looking to sell high unless he he fits that specific build that you're looking for
0: Vince says, and I have two questions here. One's from Vince, one from Byung about Evan Mobley. He says, what is the percentage chance that Mobley will miss the rest of the season? I'd put it at 2%. But Byung also says, how low would you go in terms of like ranking rest of season in terms of trading away Mobley? Now for context, Byung, I I just dropped Evan Mobley in a league. I already had four injuries. I had three injury slots. He was my fifth and he's out until basically the beginning of the fantasy playoffs. I said I can't do that, and when he comes back, he will be somewhat limited. He will. There's a chance that time Tower pushes out further. He will be sitting back to backs, and I couldn't do it, so I didn't even bother looking for a trade. What would you do, Kingy, in terms of if you had Mobley and you were like you didn't you don't want to drop him outright, but like what would you take back? My immediate thought is like just give me if you give me a top one hundred
1: guy, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I'd say I'd say that top eighty if you could get it, top one hundred, but if you don't have an IR spot as you said you you've dropped him in a league i've seen him dropped in a couple of my leagues and no one's picked him up um just because of the the length of time that he's out as you said it's it's sort of fantasy playoffs time he's i mean he's going to be a difference maker then when we get to that point in the season cuz someone in the playoffs is going to pick him up and and he's going to play big minutes and and do what he does but at the moment yeah if i could get a consistent top 100 player back i'd probably do it it's also going to depend like you, cause you have to make the playoffs like
0: i was mm. sixth i think when this injury hit and i was like okay well i i'm not guaranteed to make the playoffs here. i i need to make sure i'm banking in some wins because i started out my first three weeks in that's in that league so i had a uh, booker and Beal on that team and i was like okay i'm i'm in real trouble here i still got Beale obviously and that's not working particularly well um so I needed to make moves to do it. But if I was sitting in first, I'd be more inclined to okay, like, well, oh, let's see what happens. Like if, I, if I'm if i first or second or third, it doesn't really matter in the regular season. So that's that's going to depend um, quite a bit on your individual situation. Timmy, back to Jamerant. Timmy T. Hill says, please elaborate on why there is such a difference between ESPN points and ESPN categories to Jamerant. There's a really easy explanation here on this one, Timmy. In points leagues, ESPN points, whatever it is, Yahoo points, whatever, the overwhelming number that contributes to production out, like outside of your regular stats is usage and minutes, right? So he's going to have those in big numbers. The second thing that contributes the most is points. And yeah, Jar's best thing that he does is score points. So when your value is like you're a 30 point per game scorer, but you don't hit any threes, you have subpar free throws below average, your field goals can be below average. You get well below average steals and well below average blocks. You know, a super strong rebounder. Um, all of those things are not great in categories, but in a points league, if you just if you had someone who scored 30 points per game and got one rebound and, and two assists per game, they'd be like a top 40 guy. Who's in a category league, the RJ Barrett. And that's like 150th or something like that. So you've got to be able to contribute across multiple areas, at least somewhat. And he has a lot of big deficiencies with his low volume steals, low rebounds, low um, threes, low free throws, or below average and below average field goal. So he's like giving you below average contributions in many categories. Whereas for points, if you just score a lot of points, that just drives your value way up.
1: Yep. I agree. It's the, it's the high points guys. That's why RJ Barrett's the perfect example. He, he, he always has value in a points league, but he's not really a roster rule guy in a category league.
0: The easy way to I know that's because a lot of people play fantasy with points leagues and they just look at the overall, well, this guy averages 30 fantasy points, but the way that you can improve a ton in a points league is figuring out how, how that number gets made up. Like, how did you get to that number? And thinking about it this way, like a point is a point. So, Okay, that's fine. And then, like, a rebound is 1.2 points. So, in order to average a 20 point scorer, you'd need to be a 15 rebound guy. And there's like, you know, 70 20 point scorers and there's zero 15 rebound guys. And then, yeah. to give you the equivalent of 20 fantasy points from assists, you'd need to give, like, what is it, 12? it looks the 13 assists yeah, a game 12, 13, 13 yeah. assists a game to be equivalent to a 20 point scorer and there's like one of those if that versus you know 70 20 point scorers if you if the steals are worth 3 points each so if you want 20 points out of that <laughs> you need to average 7 steals and let me tell you it doesn't exist if you want to do it with blocks it's the same thing so the points just drive everything they just over, overwhelm the overall scoring formula and that is why that happens okay enough on round and point scoring systems um All right, Guac. This is an interesting question. I think your FAB might be set up differently. It says, any strategy to using a FAB budget? I haven't seen the need to use it yet. So you've made no ads at all? That's what I'm... You must have a different FAB scenario where you have FAB on waivers and then it just reverts to free agency, I'm guessing, because in leagues, all leagues that I'm in, Kingy, with FAB, like, you can't make an acquisition without FAB. Every every pick has to be FAB, correct? Uh, Yeah, unless you have $0 bids. um, That's true. That's true. So... I have been, I've been working on something guac and I, I posted it over on Basketball Monster in the forum. I haven't released it publicly. It's like a sort of a formula in terms of trying to work out what percentage of your budget. It's like the size of your league, the value of that player, what your projected value of that player is and for how many weeks... Versus the amount of weeks remaining in the season. So, if it's like a top 50 player who might, a guy who might be a top 50 player for five weeks and there's 10 weeks left in the season, his, but the budget you spend on that is higher than like a top 60 guy who might give you that value for two weeks of the season and trying to work out a percentage of the budget there. In general, I'm not all that frugal with my budget. Um, a lot of the bigger ads tend to occur early in the season and then the only ones that pop up later on tend to be tend to be things like injury replacements, like an Isaiah Hartenstein, for example. Otherwise, I'm more just throwing out zeros and, and, and $1 to get streaming targets in. So I'm more likely to spend up earlier in the season to try and catch that longer-term value. Um, and, and I don't I don't find this... It's like hoarding onto waiver priority. In the end, like, you can't take it to bed with you. Right? What are you going to do with it at the end if you've got that money left?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's... Yeah, I mean check your settings. Everyone the way that it's managed in every league is is different. Um yeah, I got Andre Drummond, I think, for zero dollars in, in industry pickup last night because you're beating me in rebounds. And so I went I went with a zero dollar bid and <laughs> and I'll drop him. I'm I'm s i am i am that's actually
0: that's a that's a good segue. I'm smashing him, aren't I? I'm a seven
1: seven to uh, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, there, there's a couple of categories that I'm yeah, un- close, like blocks and rebounds, and then I need to try and steal a percentage yeah. somewhere.
0: I might lose Kawhi today though, so that's not going to be particularly helpful. But it's all right. I added Isaiah Stewart, so we're all good to go. So it's uh, I think it might <laughs> I think it might, might be the end for you as uh, Isaiah jumps onto the the team. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you. Up against the numbers. Instead of battling against thousands of players with um, spreadsheets and salary caps and pros and sharks are out there taking your money. It's just you against player projections. They'll throw a projection out there. Isaiah Stewart um, contributions to wins and it'll be 0.5 and you go less. Absolutely less, always hit the less. That's not a real category, but it's a real thing in real life. You can put all those together between two to six of those individual player projections into an entry and you can win up to 25 times your money. So those of you without a calculator hand, if you put $10 in, that can turn into $250. That is as simple as it gets. They've also got the community um, tabs where they can play alongside some of PricePix's favorite players like Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. I know you've all been dying to play fantasy against Meek Mill. Make quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players, and stat types are what makes PricePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. So... Go ahead and go to pricepix.com slash locked NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepix.com slash locked NBA. The promo code is locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, let us come back now for the, uh, the grand finale, the end of the show. Bring that in now, Kingy. All right, what are we going to talk about now? Um, all right, so uh, will there be a pregame show today? No, there won't. All right, here we go. Uh, Daniel Russell, Daniel Gadsden says, is Daniel Russell a buy-low or a bust? Um, it's it's in between. Uh, is he a bust? Look, he picked him probably pick 100. He's delivered past that value so far. And now a lot of the fears we had for Russell in the preseason, you know, Reeves is there. Reeves is their third best player. Um, can Gabe Vincent split into time? It's all coming to fruition. He barely plays 30 minutes a night unless LeBron is out. He will play probably 30 tonight because
1: LeBron is out. And I think he is hurtling towards being a drop king. Yeah, it's been pretty rough the last little bit. And as you said, Gabe Vincent back just muddies the waters a bit. Um, no LeBron tonight helps, so you just hold him tonight. But mm. um, yeah, buy low or bust, would you be looking to buy low? Oh, I wouldn't. Probably not. Yeah. Um, Unless you're just desperate for certain categories, but yeah, he's just—I mean, he has these odd games where he blows up and he has 30 points and 10 assists, and but they're just they're fewer or they're it, it, they're they're rarer. I don't know that's bad English. They're they're not happening as much um, this season as we've seen previously, and that's because the Lakers are good.
0: It is, it is. What is minus one rankings? Good question, John. I get this question about once a week. What it is, is I think a way better way of being able to determine the value of someone in a head-to-head category, league, which is what the vast majority of people play. Because who who wants the example? You want to say it along with me? Unless you believe that Deon Wright was 50 spots better than Giannis Antetokounmpo last season. Um, and if you ever want to reference Yahoo rankings to about who's better, then you, you have to say that phrase out loud and you have to get it tattooed right across your scrotum because that is the only way that I'll listen to anything that you say. Head-to-head minus one rankings involves the players' categories, but you just remove their worst category. That is as simple as that. You just take away the players' worst category. You minus one of their categories out of that. So when you're drafting someone with a big detriment, say, so Lucas free throws in the past, Giannis's free throws now, um, a lack of blocks from a certain player, which doesn't matter if I've got Trey Young. Why does his lack of blocks matter? Why, or, or his low field goal percentage, why does that matter when I know that I'm punting field goals in that scenario? So instead of Trey Young being ranked 50th like he was on Yahoo, he came in at like 19th or whatever it was. And again, whenever anyone does a subjective list of rankings for fantasy, they will always, in their head, use this formula. You will never see someone go, well, here's my list for drafting in um, fantasy. Uh, pick 100, Giannis. No one will do that. They'll say, well, I've got him at 10. You've got to put in through throws. And then they'll come out, well, Giannis was actually 120th last season in the nine-cat rankings. It doesn't make any sense, right? So that's what minus one does. It takes away the player's worst category. It gives you, I think, a by far better idea of the player's value for head-to-head category leagues, which again is what the majority of us play. I hope that explains it. I'm sure I'll be back next week explaining the same thing again. <laughs> but that's fine. Um... All right, here we go. Anton, do I like a Na- Nan Reed? That's his grandma. Nas Reed or Wendell Carter Jr. More Kingy, you can go first on that one.
1: Ooh, um, rest of season. I assume we're, we're referring to there. I think I like a kongwu most. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Ooh, probably Wendell and then Nas Reed. Yeah, um, that's what I think. That, that's that's me too. Yeah. I know people are
0: like, I don't know why you fancy analysts are jerking off a Kongwu all the time. He's actually a shit house, he's bad. It's there's it's again, it's the hidden things. It's the high field goals, high free throws, usually solid blocks, good rebounds, um, some a couple of out of position assists. He's not gonna score well, and for point six, that's not important. Yeah, well, he's not as important there, but he does have even as a twenty four minute backup, he's got tremendous value. And we saw last game he played more than Capella, so that was interesting as well. So yeah, to me, it is a Kongwu there. He's coming back soon, here, um, King, on the Hawks. Abdul El-Sayed said, "Jalen Johnson, do you think he returns to his normal minutes when he's back?"
1: Uh, yep, I think so. Um, Sadiq Bay has not sort of grabbed that role and run with it. So no, it's because yeah. I think I think he'll be back. It's a it's not a lower limb injury, so I think he'll be back to his minutes pretty quickly. He might take a game mm-hmm. or two, but he's. I don't think he's back. This week, but I know I know he's practicing. He's been cleared for five on five. Is that right? And yeah, he's... yeah. It should be next week he's back,
0: it looks so, like. So,
1: yeah, I, I hope so. Um, I, yeah, I, I look, I don't see why he
0: wouldn't. I believe they're two and eight since he got injured. Not that that's all on him, but he's been close to their third best player all season and, and he's outperformed Dejounte and Clint Capella in, in many different games uh, for the year. Sadiq Bey is not it. We all know Sadiq Bey is not it. Um, we saw Anthony Simons come back from thumb surgery and play 37 minutes in game one, and they're obviously not the same player, but it's a hand injury. So I've got no concern about any sort of very, very slow ramp up. Um, I think they're well aware that he is their best option there at this point. Look, maybe he plays a little bit low in a game or two, but its um, I really don't have too much of a worry um, about that at all. Okay. Um, Mark Nutso. Is Chris Dunn a pickup
1: for tonight? I think he has to be kingy. Uh, yep, I would say so. If, uh, as you said, Horton Tucker's out, uh, Keontae George is not back. Yep, I-, I would be picking him up, and hell, he might get you six steals. <laughs> he
0: might honestly. Let's let's do guess the stat line for Chris Dunn tonight, King. You, you go first because I I tried to guess DeAndre Hunter's one yesterday. I said he was going to get fourteen, one and two, and you got eleven. One and three, I think. So I was, I was, I was, I said 14, 2 and 1. You got 11, 1 and 3. I was pretty close. And all, all my um, followers and listeners had to give me a million dollars each if I got it right. So the same bets on here. If we get this right, every one of you, a million dollars to both to each of us. Whichever one wins. Chris Dunn, stat line, what do you think? Uh,
1: Markinen's not out, is he? Yeah, yes, he is. Mark, oh, he is out as Clark, well. Clarkson, oh, Keontae, is.
0: Horton Tucker, Markinen, um, they're all out.
1: Okay, George. so I, all right, let's go. Uh, I'll go 18 points, uh, f- five rebounds, eight assists, three steals. All
0: right. So I'm going to go with, was that, was that, say it again, 18? 18, 18, five, eight, and three. 18, five, eight, and three. I'm going to go with 15, five, seven, and two. 15, five, seven, two. There you go. Chris Done. Million dollars on the line. You all signed the contract when you started watching the show, so I we'll look forward to those payments um, coming through really, really soon. Assuming we're going to get it. All right, S. Monty, is Kawhi a sell high? I'm afraid of injuries and rest in fantasy playoff time. A couple of things here, S. Monty rest in fantasy playoff times. You obviously have a bad commissioner because you've set your league up incorrectly. There's very easy ways to avoid this, so don't worry about that. The second thing is, if you are worried about this, what makes you think every other single person in the world is not worried about it? And the other question I'll ask you is the fact that you drafted Kawhi means that you were less worried about it than those other people anyway, because Kawhi was going well below what his actual value was in drafts in most situations. Maybe yours is different. So he actually slid to you, and you're the one who said, "All right, I'm going to pull the trigger on this and take Kawhi. So you were less worried about that than what everyone else is. Now, I don't know how reactive your league is. Maybe they've changed their opinion because Kawhi's played every game so far. But yeah, like theoretically, what Kawhi's doing has been amazing. You could consider it, and he's got a, a, a long-term history. Probably the worst time to try and do it when he pops up with a questionable tag. I just don't think anyone's going to do it. I, I, I would 100%. If you can get a top seven player back, top 10 guy, do it. But the odds of that actually being
1: able to be pulled off Kingy seems pretty low. Yeah, it does, yeah. And if you, yeah, if you drafted him, you probably got him around pick. 30. I think that's what, oh, yeah. sort of where he was going. Maybe later. Maybe later. Where, maybe later. Um, yeah, I, I would only do it, as you said, if you could get a top 10 player back. Um, but chances, I'm just looking at the, the rankings here now. Um, I don't know who you'd take for him. I wouldn't. If someone offered you Donovan Mitchell, I don't think I'd do it. Um, and you're not going to get Embiid or Shea or Halliburton, any of those guys. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. If it's top 10, yes. Otherwise just hold him and see what happens.
0: I drafted him at pick 25 in the industry pickup. And that's probably one of the earliest that we've seen him go. I would say that's, that's where I took him and I was pretty happy. All right, David Ross probably go to the last question. He says, what about Sam Merrill or Craig Porter? They're good streams for tonight. Don Mitchell's out again. Sam Merrill has been on fire. They're giving him a ton of minutes. I think that both guys are eminently streamable. Porter, Mini Derek whited his way to seven rebounds, six assists, and three blocks in that last game. And Merrill hit a million threes. Uh, it's really hard for me to think that these guys aren't going to be good streamers with everyone, um, with the guys that are out today. Like I, I think you have to have to consider both of them great options.
1: Yeah, I think so. I've, I streamed in Merrill in one league. I streamed in Craig Porter yesterday. And um, he was a little bit underwhelming in terms of, those other stats, the blocks were weird, but the, no, he's, the
0: he's an excellent shot blocker. He is, he's Derek White. like that's who he is, as an archetype yeah. of player.
1: Yeah, okay, so yeah, so I've held him, um, for the back to back, so I think both are, are probably worthwhile. I wouldn't count on Sam Merrill hitting whatever eight threes or whatever he did, but he's
0: not, a, not he, He's a bit Sam Housery, yeah, well, he is definitely Sam. That is who he is, like he's, um. The way that you would have valued Kyle Cor- Corver back in the day for fantasy, this is what yep. this man is, right? This is JJ Redick. This is the, what they do. He takes 80% of his shots from deep, and they go in at a ridiculous rate, and he's getting pumped full of minutes. And that's useful. Of course, it can go cold at any point, but you know he's he doesn't have that huge multi-categorical value, but he's putting up some pretty good numbers at the moment. So, yeah, they're, they're yep. both in a really, really strong spot here um, with those guys in and out. All right, Kingy. That's gonna do it. So tell us what you've got,
1: uh, what you got cooking, and what people can go find from you. Uh, just our usual stuff: uh, Twitter at AdamKing91, uh, fbibasketball.com is the website. Uh, we've just got our our normal podcast coming out. Um, what three or four a week I think we've got now. So so that's good. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll probably we might scale it back slightly over the next week with Christmas. We've got to work out where people are and who's away and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, jump in there, go into Discord. I did a QA last night on Discord, so there I'm doing trying to do them once or twice a week. Um as we ramp up to the playoffs. Yeah, we are
0: like a third of the way through the NBA season. We are more than that through the fantasy season and uh, yeah, keep keep chugging along, Kingy. All right, I'll uh I'll let you go. You can go do enjoy your last day of work for the <laughs> for the year and uh we'll wrap this show up. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Josh, my pleasure. All right, guys, you know what to do. You need to come in here and you need to be a double banger. So, if you are listening to this on audio, go back and check out the video version of the show. And you can see Kingy's um, Poison Ivy style lair where he is. You can talk, to, you can see Obi's head pop up, and you can just help support the show in all of those ways that you guys love to do. So, do that subscribe, notification bell, comments, thumbs up, all that sort of stuff is great. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.